0: Welcome to the Women of Steel podcast hosted by Tata Steel. I'm Leah Singleton and throughout this series, I'm going to be talking to the women who hold power positions and those changing the landscape of steel. The women who are working towards creating a sustainable organisation in the face of a challenging world steel market. Our guests will reflect on their career and how they believe working in a male-dominated environment has shaped them. According to the Women's Engineering Society, only 12% of all engineers are women in the UK. Girls and women make up less than 18% of higher apprentices in engineering and manufacturing and 7.4% of engineering apprenticeships. Yet, during schooling, girls across the board do better than their male peers at STEM subjects, chemistry not included. So why is it that young girls who have the capability to achieve choose not to enter a career with high earning capacity and diverse opportunities across a number of sectors? Is it simply all to do with gender? Today, I'm talking to four women who are relative newcomers to the steel industry, but are all making their mark in male-dominated environments. I'm talking to Bethany Carnegie, who's an inspection engineer, Rosie Hines, project manager, Clover Pelling, process safety engineer, and Ruth Lowe, process specialist. So, hello ladies, and welcome to the podcast. So, if we can start at the beginning for you all, um. What inspired you to choose the career path that you've chosen? So, Clover, do you want
1: to start? Yeah. Um. So, I guess um, I wanted a career uh, when I was younger that um, I could see that I was making a difference. So, I'd always been um, keen on STEM subjects at school, like you said with those statistics. Like I was doing very well at those STEM subjects at school. Um, and I just wanted to follow that through into a career where I could see that I was making a difference um, either locally or or globally um, and I just I kind of wanted a career that I wouldn't be stuck in an office all day I wanted the, those opportunities where you know I could do the desk-based stuff but I could also go out and plant and just see kind of the amazing opportunities um, and the, the heavy machinery um, and, and the kind of the production manufacturing kind of sector.
2: So is that true for the rest of you? Uh, my father was a mechanical engineer so he's always been a role model so the thought of going into engineering has always been in the family it wasn't a very like unique subject for us to go into and I've always enjoyed the subjects at school at university as well so it felt like a natural flow for me to go into.
0: So what about you Rosie and Rose do you have engineers in the family or you know was there a career path that you've seen somebody role model for you as well?
3: Yeah I think for me it's a little bit different to be honest um I'm not from an engineering background. Um, I've got a maths background. um, And for me, it was sort of, um, I've always wanted a career where I'm pushed and challenged, really, mentally and academically. Um, And it's a completely new industry. Um, I came into the the business um, as a technical graduate um, and I found it completely different to anything I've ever done before. But I had that constant, and I still do have that constant challenge. um, And that, for me, is something that I think I'd always strive to have um but de- definitely for me that's a it's a huge thing and why I came into the business I think it's a massive challenge and it will be for many years ahead of me I think
4: so what do you what what was your perspective on it Rosie yeah, so I think for me, myself and Ruth, we have very similar backgrounds with regards to. Um, I'm also a mathematician. I joined the company as a technical graduate, um, but I think we had different ways of getting there. So again, no engineers in my family. Really, everyone's quite hands on. I, I, you know, definitely more sort of manual and 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 you know hands on than academic. But I was always the opposite and always found it very different. Um, And I think when going through university, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do, Um, but I grew up, you know, born and raised in Patalbert town. And and it's, you know, people forget how much of a big part of the community, the Steelworks is. And it always kind of been something on the horizon of, you know, maybe I could work there one day, but what would I really do? And and I think for me, it was, um, you know my real big driver was really wanting to use my degree and wanting to use the things that I'd learned and and I started teaching for a while and, and really didn't have that satisfaction and and when I started in in um Tata Steel it was one of these things I really got to apply the knowledge that I learned and and that was the biggest thing for me. It was really the main thing.
3: I would agree with Rosie on that, um especially from my perspective as a mathematician as well, is that you're not really sure how many opportunities there are in the Steelworks until you really look into it. And the vast, the sort of the variety Um, of roles you can take is is unbelievable I think and from an outsider originally maybe I didn't realize anywhere near um really how much there was um until this
0: yeah because I I mean I would always say that about the steel industry I mean similar to Rosie I've grown up local and you know the steel works has been a, a local landmark for me but um if you had said to me albeit I don't work in engineering I work in communications but if you'd said to me that as a woman I'd be working in the steel industry um you know to 11 year old Mia i would have would not have believed you um so do you do you think then um that the influences you have a, as a child will affect the decisions you make for your future career So, i hear some lots of girls sort of saying or um that they've come up against opposition from educators or from family members when they're looking at um choosing a stem career or maybe when that's sort of typically or traditionally male did you come up against any of that
4: i think from my perspective um, absolutely not it was really driven to me from the beginning because I think you know stem subjects were always my best subjects in school um, and I was good at you know it, it, I, I enjoyed the other subjects but I was always good at stem subjects and, and really loved the kind of structure and, and that of the sciences and, and everything and you know engineering was an option at the time when I was in school but you know was always very much into mathematics and the other sciences um, that were available to me um, and my family always saw that and were very much you know when I was choosing my Um, a levels and choosing what degree I wanted to do it was always you know oh why don't you look at stem why don't you look at stem subjects it was always driven into me from a young age um but yeah I'm not sure if that's just the the sort of parenting style where they thought well she's good at it she may as well do it or whether it was you know identifying that that it it would be a good career path regardless of my gender
0: yeah Bethany what did did you find that because I suppose like you said your father was an engineer so you had that role model there built in in the family unit so then I suppose was did school sort of say to you well why don't you become an engineer like your dad was it one of those sort of well she'll do that because she's got somebody in the family
2: yeah it was a bit like that when I first started I just I think like Rosie as well I just picked the subjects I enjoyed doing and what I found interesting and then I was able to like see what my dad was doing at work and like the opportunities he's had and been like oh I can go travel and do still work so it was interesting to actually have that role model and see someone in the position actually doing it, actual being an engineer, and see what opportunities are available. Did you find that, Clover, in school? Were you encouraged to um, to follow perhaps more
0: traditionally female STEM routes, So maybe architecture, medicine, as opposed to engineering? When you sort of went home and said you're going to do a degree, um, an engineering degree, did you face opposition?
1: Um, I didn't really face opposition. Um, I. Kind of reflecting on it um, I, I had a very privileged childhood and that both of my parents worked in kind of stem subjects my mum's a nurse and my dad's uh, in um, physics teaching so it was kind of like I was always surrounded by stem subjects and the school that I went to was very academically competitive so it was always like if you're in the top sets you are competing to be the best in your class regardless of gender it was always pushed on us and um, I'm very grateful for that because it's got me to the position where I am now um, I never really kind of faced any opposition um, in choosing those subjects because it was just like, well, you're good at it. You do it and you're enjoying it um, so that there's no harm done there. Um, I guess um, I didn't really know about engineering so much because when I was at school, it was never really on the curriculum. We did like the, the straight sciences and the maths, but it was never really discussed so much as the this is what you can do if you combine all the subjects that you love together. Um, and I was fortunate that because um, my dad had been through university and did physics, so a lot of his um, friends, so family friends, were engineers. So I, like Beth, I got that opportunity to see what you can do with these subjects if you go to study them at a higher level. So I kind of had that kind of uh, those role models uh, in my life from a young age.
0: And I suppose then take it, if then you 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 all went to university, you did your higher education, and then you know you join the steel industry or you you know you join heavy industry and. Other um, women I've spoken to have sort of said how important it is for them then to have um, female role models in the workplace. Now, um, within our own workforce, uh, it's less than, I think, 12% female. Um, do you do you have come up against, you know, are you the, often the only woman in a room? Are you the only woman in your department? Or do you have other sort of female role models that you can look up to um, who are on a career path that you aspire to?
3: Yeah I think for me it's a bit I'm you know I'm I think the newest well the newest out of all of us um in the business um I only started sort of last September um but for me it's it's definitely I think one of the maybe issues that I've found is the credibility that you have yeah. so I think um you know the understanding from others and, the, and really that credibility is something that I felt myself I've really had to try and push for um and I I'm so I'm in fact to be Rosie's successor um now um so I she really is sort of has been that role model to me um but you look I sort of look around the business and even in many other areas and works areas um I think it is important because as much as we'd like to think that everyone's equal and and that's the way it's run is that the way that maybe you handle yourself or the emotion the emotional sort of content of the of the role um and things like that I think is definitely something you can take from others That was
0: important to me, I think, that we sort of highlight women in the workplace because we are traditionally male um, and it's just interesting to see if you come up against um, what you come up against in the workplace then, you know, do you have any examples of um, when you've been the only woman in the room and it's been uncomfortable for you when you sort of question, is this because of my gender or is it because I'm new into the industry? Rosie, have you got any examples of
4: that? Yeah. Um, a few I think when i when I first joined, um I was quite lucky um my manager was female um but soon after I joined, um she uh, went on maternity leave, which is you know probably obviously another um thing to talk about. Um, but during that time then um I was often, you know, at meetings, and would find myself, you know, having to explain myself to several people, sometimes senior, sometimes, um, you know, on the same level, but trying to justify, and I think Ruth touched upon it, and I think within our role especially, you really have to prove yourself, and I think, for me, I felt it because of gender, from a personal level, and and I don't know if that was real, um, I, you know, looking back on it now, because I think, you know, the department are, um you know very responsive and, and tend to you know they don't you're never singled out and and I think yeah. that's really it's really key to highlight here um but I always felt it I always felt like I needed to add that extra sentence on the end of what I was saying just to really nail home my point um because I thought maybe I, I'd receive more questions as a female.
0: I often question this myself is it me or you know Am I, is it the perception that I am having because, you know, I've got this chip on my shoulder, perhaps, of of being a woman in a male dominated world? Um, Or is it, or is it the case that, you know, this industry is um, run by predominantly white men um, who only in recent years have sort of started seeing women come in and take up senior management positions and aspire to have senior management positions? Um, So it is a question that I often have. Um, you know like
4: you Rosie then is it is it me is it really happening you know and and I and I think you know just to add on to that from my perspective what I have seen over the, the you know the sort of two and a two and a half years that I've been here is it probably is me yeah. <laughs> um and and because the support and and again, it may be a unique situation, uh, and I you know I can't speak for everybody, but the support I've received from the from the male managers within our business has been is been paramount. It's it's been really you know, the the feedback and the con- constructed the constructive criticism, and and you know I think the working relationship there is strong, and I I have received support. But so I do I you know when I look back at the beginning when I was nervous and and had those feelings, I I do think it was uh, more in my head, um, you know than than actually um fact
0: (laughs) yeah because have you come up against this at all yeah
2: I I agree like I always have more self-doubt than I think I need to and I think after being in the business for a couple of years you realize it's it's you personally having that issues and then as well as agree with Rosie that all my male managers at Tata have been really really good and really really encouraging I think I've been lucky the roles I've been put up, put into. I've been really lucky who have been my managers in the departments. Clover, have you come up against this? Do
0: you, Are you the only woman in your department or are one of the only women um,
1: engineers? Uh, yeah, I'd say it's kind of similar to Beth. That I've been fortunate in the in the roles that I've taken. Um, and my managers have been very supportive. And I've never really felt that it was because of my gender. I think it's more around my own anxiety and the kind of the whole imposter syndrome. Um there have been a lot of times where I've been the only woman in the room, but there's also been a lot of times where I've only been like the only graduate in the room or the only person like under 30 in the room as well. Cause I think there's a lot of different, um, disparities between the workforce. Um, and I think they all come into play in it, especially as a young woman coming into this business, it, it kind of plays on your anxieties a little bit more. You kind of question yourself and it's just like, well, they know so much more than I do. What do I have to offer? Um, but like Beth was saying, I've had some very supportive managers throughout uh, my short career in Tata and I've been um, really grateful for them. Kind of, at the time it seemed really daunting, but they're kind of just pushing you into in the deep end because that's where you, you learn to swim the fastest. Um, and I've I've grown a lot in the last two years and I'm really thankful for that.
0: Because you've touched on something there, Clover, that I, I think is is unique about the steel industry in that it isn't a young starter. Um, it is predominantly sort of, um, male but also men of a certain age so I think the average age of employees is probably pushing 50 um, so then I suppose as a young woman coming in um, you know with this sort of what you expect to be you know you come up against maybe a wall of sort of 50 year old men and this is the way we've always done it and you know um, life have been in the industry for 30-40 years um, have any of you come up against that and how have you overcome you know that feeling, that imposter syndrome, like oh God, I don't, I don't know it all. Like I'm just out of uni, or you know, this is my first proper job, substantive role, and all of these guys have been here for 30 years. They, you know, they know the place inside and out. They've got a good network of people. How do you infiltrate that?
3: I definitely, um, definitely felt that. And um, when I, I mean, when I came into the role, Rosie asked me on my first day, how much do you know about steelmaking? And I had such little knowledge. Um, it really scared me. So I think trying to build the credibility of the and the understanding that I now have was was huge for me and I see it more now than ever I think um obviously my knowledge has come on leaps and bounds and I never I never thought I'd get to the to the where I am really and I still have so much more to learn but for me I think it's every meeting I attend still now every day I always think they know so much more than me it's unbelievable they are absolute experts really in their field. And I'm not, I'm a, and, you know, I still get the doubts sort of I'm a mathematician and I don't, I'm not an engineer, but I think I've started to take confidence and this is massively influenced by managers around me. Um, but I've started to, to take confidence in knowing that I'm in, in my role. Um, I know probably more than others do. And I think, you know where the force combines is where you come together and you share that knowledge and it's you know I don't have to know everything about everything and neither does the person next to me but what I know I can share with them and vice versa and that's how you know it really creates a good working force and but I think you know I'm probably not the only one who gets you know feels that maybe anxiety about other people knowing so much more and and especially it's the experience and it goes back to the gender a little where I've never really been sure whether people maybe don't trust what i'm saying or maybe question me a little bit more is it my gender or is it my experience and to be honest i really i really don't know and i don't think you can decipher between because if i am the only female in the meeting or I'm the only one um presenting you know my own work then how do i know it's whether it's because i'm a sort of six seven eight month grad or whether it's because i'm female
0: that's it i mean it's difficult to know isn't it but um there have been studies done uh, of men and women applying for jobs and you know making this up but it's sort of Men will apply if if they can do fifty percent of the the job spec criteria, but women will only apply if they can do eighty or ninety percent. So I think maybe it's just um, innate within us as women we'd be conditioned to think that we have to be perfect or that we have to strive for perfection um before we speak or before we apply and and do things. So maybe we have we just have this imposter syndrome um, and maybe it's sort of um, just elevated then in a in a traditionally male workplace then um to any of you are any of you members then of societies engineering societies or math uh, math societies do you find that useful and also are you members of any sort of female only sort of work related academic related societies and if you are have they helped you and how
1: yeah so um I'm a member of uh, the icame because I'm a chemical engineer um that was my degree at university um so that's that's really useful um for the kind of um academic and technical kind of chartership um, but I, I also um, do take part in the um, women in steel uh, the network throughout the uh, Tata which I find is really useful because as we said that a lot of the departments and a lot of the time you're the only woman in the room it can be quite hard to form those networks and find those mentors in women that have been in the industry for a while or they've got the experience and you know they, they've been engineers for a long time or maybe they've got their chartership already and that network for me has been incredibly useful I've met so many people that along different stages of their career and and have worked in different parts of the steel industry because it's not just pure engineering I could go from engineering you know into some of the other support functions um, and using my skills and I'd never really thought about that until I'd had those conversations with other women and that is absolutely invaluable um, to my career and it really helps like if you're feeling a little bit down, you know there's someone there that can help you because they've been through similar situations as you before and they can give you a different perspective on it because they've gone through their career a little bit further.
0: Yeah, because Beth, you've been involved because um, you were involved with the, the the soon it's called the Steel Women's Network because I've been at events and you've spoken of them um, before as well. So do you find it helpful to be, um in a room with other women from your industry
2: yeah you it just feels like you're part of another community which i really like like you know you can go to somewhere else in another department or a different stage of their career and just ask them questions and like it's something different about asking someone who's been like in a similar similar situation as you yeah. they can offer some good feedback and some advice so you don't make the same mistakes they had and they it's, it's just it's really comforting knowing that's there and there's always people there happy to speak to you and help so Uh, This is a big question for all of you, really. but what do you want to achieve in your careers? Um,
0: And do you feel as if you're going to be limited by your gender or do you think that
4: um, your gender is not going to play a factor in in the ambitions that you have? I think for me my aspirations um coming in again you know I had a a female uh, manager at the time and and my aspirations have always been very that um you know I want to be a leader in this industry uh, you know for for what I'm doing and and really be a specialist in what I know and and you know I think my driver is I I don't want to let my gender get in the way of that so I'm that you know it's I'm really determined for my gender not to be it's not even to be a talking point when it comes to where I plan to see myself going, um, and I think you know, given my so you know I'm a project manager now, and 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 you know I, I've taken a step recently into into a higher level of leadership, um, and I'm backed by the people around me and supported by the people around me. But I think you know I aim I'm aiming high, and um, I'm absolutely ter- determined for for my gender not to be an issue in that. I don't know how I'm going to achieve that but I, I think just proving myself as a worker and really listening and, and you know continuing every day to to not let it be an issue yeah I, I won't let it get in the way.
0: Fantastic. Ruth what what are your ambitions?
3: Yeah I think for me I'm still so early on um, in my career in the steelworks and I really do love the role I'm in Um, I, I really do so yes. for me I'm really looking around but I know it's quite um it's quite a specific role and I think finding out and it is sort of a you know day by day a, a new maybe a role is like made a way, um is made quite aware to me and I think of where else I could go within the works maybe um but I think I don't see gender as a limiting factor and whether that's because I have a female manager um and you know i used i previously worked with Rosie and now she's become a, a manager um i don't know whether I see that and i i sort of that highlights to me that it's really not a limiting factor um to me the limiting factor is it's really just experience I think that's the only only thing I see but yeah but I am surrounded by females and successful females um in in their roles and in their managerial roles so I don't see it as a as a limiting factor at all to be honest but I agree that I think the strive to push and not let it be a limiting factor is really quite bold around me and, and I love that to be honest
0: it's fantastic actually to hear that you've got you know so many strong women around you in the workplace. Um, because it is important to have sort of role models and and people that you can see that are are achieving, you know, what you want to achieve as well. It makes it more real than in a way, doesn't it? Clover, you know, what are your ambitions and do you think it's going to be harder for you as a woman?
1: Um, I'd say my ambitions are very similar um to Ruth and Rosie's really. Um I haven't had the the fortune to work for a female manager yet because the the senior managers within engineering tend to be male because they've gone through that traditionally male um, career route. Um, But I would love to be able to be a female senior manager and just showing to the younger generations coming in underneath that it doesn't matter that you're a woman. You know, that's not a limiting factor. Um, But I think, um, like Ruth said, it is your experience. So it's making sure you get the opportunities. And I think, Where the gender could be um, a hindrance is because as women we tend to second guess ourselves a little bit more and it's touching back on that imposter syndrome and gaining that experience is so vital to move up the career ladder that sometimes I double check, like second guess myself um, so much that I might take some of those opportunities away from myself Um, but yeah I'd love to be able to just kind of uh, prove that it, it doesn't matter and I think maybe what might be limiting is is the steelworks ready for that really having senior female engineers within the business it's going to be quite a radical change to some people it is because do
0: you um do you find that being a woman in a male-dominated environment and often being maybe the only woman in in the room do you feel the weight of representing your gender in that space so you know if you don't represent yourself um, appropriately, or you know, you don't make the right remarks, or you, you've got something wrong, that then you are a reflection of. Well, this is why we don't want women in the business. This is why women can't be engineers. Do you feel? Do you find that at all?
2: Yeah, I find that um, all the time. that like you got to be make sure you're representing. You don't want to make a mistake. But what I find a lot of is if I'm ever on site. People either assume I'm in health and safety or they'll come and ask me what I'm doing. I don't think they'd ever do that to like my male counterpart because yeah. they see me as a woman. They'll come over and be like, So what are you actually doing here? I was like, I had to explain what I'm doing to them. Like, I don't mind it. I think they're just being like, they're just inquisitive. Yeah. But I don't think they'd ask a man if they come and ask if he was like walking around. No, I think you're,
0: probably, you're definitely right there. Um, and I think that's almost the burden of being a trailblazer in a way because that's what, what you are, you know, because we don't have very many women. Um, in the industry, and those that we do are, are predominantly in the support functions, um, you know, sort of um, white collar jobs in management or, you know, procurement, communications, HR. So, having women then in, in the heavy end of our industry, it would feel to me that it would be a bit of a burden to be representing the female gender.
4: Yeah, no, you know, it, there definitely is a weight there. And I think, you know, seen it since the beginning in terms of, you know people are looking a little bit more a little bit closer so it's it's you want to do well and, and I think especially you know seeing it with with Ruth coming in anybody new to the business especially new you know young graduate females they look up to you so it's you want to make sure that you're you're doing the right things and you're saying the right things um to make everything better you know you know to make things easier for them as well going forward in the future so I think you know there needs to be more there needs to be more people sort of being trailblazers and shoot them for that um but you know with, we're here we're there people are you know people are around and they're talking about it but I do you know I do feel the pressure as as somebody in the heavy and I definitely want to put on a good um face you know yeah
0: so if you were to sort of um go back to school now and, and speak to sort of 12 year old you or maybe you go into a school and are doing a talk on, on your career to a bunch of sort of 16-year-old girls, what advice would you give them um, if they were considering a career in engineering or looking to work in a STEM industry? What encouragement would you give them?
3: I think for me, um, I was quite fortunate in that gender was really, really never highlighted throughout my schooling and my family. Um you know, I did um, double <laughs> double maths and uh, physics and French at A level, and go. I was the only female in my physics um, class, um, and my maths to be quite was quite heavily um, male dominated. But it was really never an issue, and I, I remember you know raising it in my family, and it it was almost I got a reaction of and so what, um, and I think for me, and again, my schooling never really picked up on anything to do with gender, um, which I I think is a really big positive. But I think if you do you know if you are confronted with that pressure and maybe a little judgment don't give in to it I think do what you feel what you enjoy because that's what I did I did every subject that I enjoyed and that happened to be maths and some people think we're we're a little bit crazy um <laughs> loving maths so much but I did I loved it and I think just I think go and, you know, go forward with what you enjoy and that might be STEM, it might not be. But if it is, I think it's don't conform to the judgment and the pressure that it could be a heavily male dominated industry or a career path, essentially. Um, I think that would be my advice. Just really do what you love. And if that is STEM, then fantastic.
0: Beth, what, what advice would you give to a 16-year-old thinking about a
3: career in STEM? Um, I agree, Ruth. I think just do what you enjoy
2: and not don't be scared of asking for it. Don't be worried what your friends, parents are going to think. Just do it and don't be scared of asking for it.
0: Clover, what's, what, what are your words of advice?
1: I think Beth absolutely hit the nail on the head there. It's, you know, you've got to be brave. You know, make the decisions based on what you enjoy and what you love and the subjects you love. And if that's STEM, then just, you know, be brave and just don't care what they're saying about you if they're saying negative things it's just like it's like what Ruth said it's just like so what if you're in a classroom full of men you know this is what you enjoy and this is what you love so just do it that you know there's no harm in that
0: and Rosie I suppose
1: you've
0: been on the other end of this in in, in a professional capacity as you're a qualified teacher as well so I'm sure you would have been asked um, um, for advice from young girls that you were teaching so what would you what w- what advice would you give
4: yeah, I think for me my main piece of advice really harks on to what the guys, you know, in terms of do what you enjoy and um, but also do what you're good at. You know, I think for me it was I always enjoyed, you know, the kind of soft subjects in school, but I was good at STEM, you know, and that was really pushed for me as, you know, just Pick what you want to do and don't think about if it's going to be difficult to get there or if it's going to be, you know, if there's going to be any barriers in your way, because there is whatever you choose to do, whether that's, um, you know, teaching, whether that's something, you know, in the arts, whether that's STEM, you're going to face challenges. So don't let this big sort of stigma around you know, females working in heavy industries or females working in male-dominated environments, don't let that put you off because everyone's going to face a challenge. Um, but it's, it's, you know, being a strong female and overcoming those challenges, that's really going to push you above the rest.
0: Fantastic. Honestly, this has been, it's been so fun speaking to all of you and getting your perspectives on what it, what it means to be a woman in heavy industry. And I think your words of advice there for anybody listening who is thinking about a career um, in, in engineering or on a, a STEM industry Um just so inspirational and really so important because we can't we should not be limited by our gender we should not be telling young girls or young boys that they can't do something because um, of their gender um, so thank you all so much for talking to me and being open and honest thank you very much
1: thank you thanks Nia thank you. thank you